Thou art the fairest in the land. Thank you, sweet mirror. I know I am the loveliest, for thou speakest the truth always. You know, Bill, I brought us a mirror today. A mirror. Yeah, I, I'm, I should have combed my hair. Here, so I should have combed my hair if I knew that was happening. I just think at, at this point, Bill, and for today's discussion, we need to take a good, mm. long, hard look good, at ourselves. Good, long, hard look. All right. And hope it doesn't crack. <laughs> hope it doesn't crack and give us whatever, however many years of bad luck That's that right. is. You know? I know. Yeah. You know, doing a podcast, I don't, I don't often brush my hair. Actually, you know, I brush what hair I have, you know. But if I'd known you were bringing a mirror, I would have, I would have, I would have prepared. <laughs> and I'm lying because I actually meant to bring a mirror in here. And as you know, you, you, I don't see no I mirror. Don't I don't see no mirror here. <laughs> but huh. but our poem today has something about a mirror. It certainly in does. It, so right, yeah, right. I thought you know, you look in the mirror, take a good long hard look good, at yourself look. sometimes. Good long hard look. It's yeah. What you get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I've learned not to not to lean forward and look in a mirror <laughs> downward. What happened? Oh, it just I you I look like I'm the crypt keep, keeper and I'm 97 <laughs> years old. Every wrinkle you have sort of get distends and you look down and you think, ooh, who is this? I notice yeah. sometimes whenever I'm out, like if I go in a restroom somewhere or um, and the lighting is so much better than it is at my house, I'm yeah. like, I'm not changing the lighting at my house. <laughs> It's really dim. It's really dim in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I just. I should just use lanterns or something. You know how much time we spend in the mirror as teenagers, going to the bathroom with combs in the pockets, and just entranced with the reflections. It's just a lot of time. I know. I know. A lot of feathering. But but back before, you know, the phones and the cameras and all that on there, we didn't have all those. Oh, we didn't have the selfies. No. Can you imagine if we had those? Oh, I'm Back glad we didn't. Then, oh, I'm I know. so glad. I would have been so incriminated in, on so many levels. I would have taken so many horrible pictures. Yeah, I would have incriminated myself. So, you know, yeah. I Some feel for the kids of today. Yeah, yes. I feel for them that yeah. they have to put up with selfies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Welcome everybody welcome to Wacky Porn yeah, Live. Welcome back. Here we are. Here Episode 34. 34. I was, I, I was wondering what it was. You know, uh, <laughs> you have had an adventure to New, back to New York, and yes. I and I went to Diamond Head Resort here in good old Oklahoma. <laughs> so we've been, we've both done some traveling. Yeah. So we've, we're back and in the yeah. saddle, as I said. And we went up. We my sisters and I take a sister trip every year in June and go somewhere where it's cooler. And it was the perfect time to perfect be gone. Time. It, it looked, was like it cool. 110 here in Oklahoma, and we were up in upstate New York. It was yeah. Seven it was oven time here. Yeah. yeah. And flood. Flood and oven. Yeah. No, nothing it like. flooded and then there was an oven. Nothing like torrential rain and then 100 degree heat and then we become Brazil for a while. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And what was funny too is we, we, our flights were all messed up and we finally got into town. It was like 1230 at night. Oh, yeah. And uh, all the electricity was out everywhere. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we drove yeah. in this, you know, there were police at the one of the two stoplights that we have in town yeah. directing people and so, everything was very dark. Every, I mean, Walmart, uh, the IGA, so here the, everything. Here, the, here in Locust, it was out. Yeah, there was oh. a major uh, power outage. Well, I yeah. wonder what rabbit crossed that line and caused that to happen. Uh, I don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. So here we are on our podcast. Here we are. Our train left the track, <laughs> we have electri- back. We have electricity, have electricity right now. We wouldn't have then because we're right in the middle of the town. Yeah. We're recording from the museum. 
And uh, what we do is we just take a poem that someone has left in the museum sometime over the past 10 years we've been in existence, and we talk about it for 30 minutes. Yeah, which is what makes it unique, which is what you mentioned in the uh, segment on Discover Oklahoma, how this is such a – which is a wonderful segment, by the way. If you haven't seen it, people out there, look for it, Discover Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. and the We have links to it on our Facebook page. We have links to it. But uh, that's what makes it interactive and unique is um, people post things that I think they – are important to them or maybe spontaneous and we get to share them and it makes it very interactive and I really like that. Important and spontaneous. Spontaneous. Can be both. Big words. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of the museum, important and spontaneous. I like those two words you brought up, Bill, because I think that some of the things in the museum, they prompt people to, you know, they inspire them in the moment. It's impromptu, it's spontaneous and then I've already forgotten the other word. Well, uh, that- <laughs> I think it could be anonymous. I think I, what I think, was the other word? I uh, said spo- spontaneous and and uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot myself. That's a trick question. I said important, important. That's spontaneous. Important. Okay, important. I had a point and then I lost it important. in the middle of whatever I was saying. Yeah. So, in the moment, you feel the importance of something, mm-hmm. and and then you and then you, you can ability. write about it. We have we have mm-hmm. material here to write it down, and mm-hmm. also the anonymity of being able to do this without anyone looking over your shoulder necessarily Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and thinking, I can do that. I can write this down or I have an idea. I'm going to write it and share it. Mm -hmm. And it's like lightning in a bottle. You capture that moment and that's really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very much so. And in the museum now where it is, I'm here all day because it's a much, you know, bigger building and there's more that that we have going on. Uh, but but I don't follow people around and breathe down no, their necks. No. But in the uh, in our earlier incarnations of the poetry museum, it was just in a one room building, and you just kind of came and went. It was unlocked. Yeah. You know, and no one was there. Could and they so, reach you if they needed to to say, "Hey, I have a question." Yeah, I usually had a uh, a uh, a sign on the door that said, "If it is, if it does happen to be locked, which rarely was, you know, call me and I'll come and open it." Yeah. Somebody to open it. Or I'll tell you where the key is hidden. <laughs> you can make a copy. Come back at any time. Right. And the poem today that we're going to talk about is from the first incarnation of the museum. So it, it's, you know, probably it eight, a, eight years old. Eight or years so. old. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was in the secret corner. Secret corner. Okay. Yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool. Hi, Les. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, come here and do a promo for for that book. This, Let, is, the, this is the first time we've had a live a yeah, live visitor. We have, a we have a live visitor oh, yeah. here, yeah. and this is Les Kern. He's bringing back a book that we're reading in our um, Let's Talk About It uh, book group this fall. What do you say about it, Les? Oh, uh, it's a uh, it's a highly recommend. It's like. A, <laughs> Seinfeld from the uh, early 20th century. That it's, it's a book about nothing that manages to be incredibly funny. So, yes, I... Uh, Tell us what it's called. Oh, The Code of the Woosters. Bertram Wooster and his manservant, Jeeves. Oh. And it'll keep you in stitches. Loved it. I want to find, find me another Jeeves book to Jeeves. read. Yay! So. I've got home, one at home. Jeeves. I'll bring it to you. <laughs> PG Wodehouse. Thanks, Thank Les. <laughs> Oh, that's what, I've seen that book. I've seen that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great one. Oh, cool. It's, it's funny. I'll be able to join that group soon. <laughs> yes. So the, the this was uh, eight or ten years old. You said this poem. Yes. Uh, from and it just it, it cycled back up and caught your attention, 
And uh, yeah, I was going through some pictures I had taken of things that people had hung on the walls, and this was not a very good picture. I, I assume you could read it. I could, and I, I've typed it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got so I, I got a partial. Signature. It's like I took the picture in the dark or something, and maybe it was dark back there. In well, the it, secret kind of, corner. It, it kind of enhances <laughs> the theme of the the thought of the poem, okay. actually, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it actually is signed. I don't it know if signed. you can see that in I the saw, photograph. I, I, and I think I know her. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure she won like a poetry contest that we had well, at one point. She, you can tell she is uh, uh, proficient at writing because yeah. this is a, uh, you know, I understand this. It, it might be a benign poem, but it's very, it's very nice. That's that, that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very nice. It has a universal theme. Yeah. And I have some interesting perspectives that are is going to give a twist to I think what you might have not have thought about this. All right. So All right. Maybe Bill's, you have. Bill's Maybe you have. Blow me away. I'm, I'm, laying, I'm, I'm laying, the, laying the groundwork. Gearing I'm up. Like, okay, here we go. Shall I read? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Found things in a secret place. How do you and I know one another so completely? Can you witness the stray, the abandoned within me, too? You are a mirror of my very soul. For this, I give gratitude, and I feel less, and I feel a little less alone. Forgive me for messing that one line up again. That's quite all right. Okay, all right. That's quite all right. And uh, this is written. Darla Bennett. Darla Bennett. Darla, uh-huh. I, I thought maybe that might, might have been a Bennett mm-hmm. in there. A Bennett in it. Uh, <laughs> Darla Bennett. Very nice. Is she a local person? I think, if I remember right, she may be from Wagner, which is a town only about 30 miles Local-ish, from here. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Well, I thought that it was a uh, uh, very uh, universal theme, in my opinion, because uh-huh. – Being – uh, well, being that I think that all of us go through, mostly when we're younger, thinking, does anyone else feel like this? Am I mm-hmm. the only one that feels this way? Mm-hmm. You know, does anyone connect with me? Do I have a kinship with anyone? Am I just so uh, alone, isolated? Then as we age, we realize everyone feels that way at yeah. some point, And that is our kinship is the fact that we all feel that way and just may not realize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Excellent. Yeah, yeah, good way of putting that. Well, thank you. I like and and I think it it is very clear in that that's the theme, but uh-huh. there's also a lot of mystery in this. There's mystery, which I think you know adds some uh, poetic qualities to it too, because it begins right in the middle of things. You know, found things in a secret place. Found things. And you're immediately wondering, okay, what things? Yeah, because you're a, you're a thing finder yourself, and that probably thing, got your attention. Yeah, Pippi Longstocking yes. thing finder. You're right. But it doesn't explain, and then it goes straight to a question. How do you and I know one another so completely? Right. So is is the you one of those things she found? Mm-hmm. You Cor- think? Well, it, very well. It's, it leaves it so open that it certainly could be that. Mm-hmm. Or is it a person has left a thing in there, and so she's identifying with that person mm-hmm. who left the thing? Has she has she found someone else's treasure, mm-hmm. and she thinks, I could have left this. These are things I might have left. Yeah. There was all kinds of treasures in that secret corner. Oh, so I, there was all kinds of things she could have found. Right. This was just a little corner in the museum that was, was sort of hidden when you first walked in, and there was a really comfortable kind of uh, old padded chair in that corner. And all kinds of things hanging up and little weird <laughs> knickknacks. Yeah. Knickknacks. Too. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In the corner and things that people had left. Like Al Capone's vault. Uh, had more. Had, had much more than that actually, didn't it? Because that was empty. That was totally. That empty. was totally empty. This one had little, you know, little animal bones and little, little 
I don't, I don't even pieces of sticks and figurines and right. things that people left. Right. What was also funny about this secret corner was there were some secrets in there because one day we found a very long uh, rat snake hiding. Oh. Yeah, hiding in the secret corner in the in the just in the wall, the corrugated. Oh, I see. Wall. Yeah. I mean, he was a harmless snake, but you wouldn't want to be sitting there in the corner and and turn around. Have him slither out at you, (laughs) you know. So so we took him out and we went and took him somewhere else. Told him to go find his rats elsewhere. We had him find find another spot. Yeah. And another thing was funny about this corner is there was a, a part in the museum where there was a little cat bed and you were supposed to throw, put metaphors on there that we use with cats, you know. Yeah. Curiosity killed the cat. Cat's mm-hmm. in the bag, you know that kind yeah. of thing. And one time I noticed they, those little slips of paper that were on that cat bed had disappeared. And <laughs> we were moving things around, and I pulled the chair out from the secret corner, and a mouse had made a nest up under the chair. <laughs> well, how appropriate that it used <laughs> and had paper been from, using the paper paper from from, from cat descriptions. <laughs> yes. The ultimate irony. It was I thought maybe a cat had gotten there and eaten them and, you know, thrown them up in a, in a paper ball, like a paper hairball somewhere. No. <laughs> Regurgitated them. Yeah, and he didn't even tear them up. I just took them out and kind of opened them up a little bit more and put them back on the that, cat that bed. Made them more interesting. <laughs> They've been well read by the mouse, you know. Yeah. But I was wondering if if, uh, if, if I were to reread this uh, and if I were to uh, – uh, is if someone is reading this and looking in a mirror – Okay. Let me reread it because this is okay. th- this was my thought. Okay. So think some... about this when you're listening at, at home or in your car, wherever you are, that this person is looking Ta- at a mirror. Well, and just talking to themselves. Okay. Talking to their reflection. All right. Found things in a secret place. How do you and I know one another so completely? Can you witness the stray, the abandoned within me too? You are a mirror of my very soul. For this I give gratitude. And I feel a little less alone. That is awesome, Bill. Because I hadn't thought. I thought, what if? Of it like that. What if? Yeah. We are the other person is us, us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you look in the mirror? How do you know? Yeah. What I'm thinking. Yeah, there probably was a mirror in the secret corner. Now that I think about it. A mirror. I think there was a little square one. Right. So I think that I, I that was intriguing to me. I th- mm-hmm. I, and I wrote in my notes here. Could this be someone looking at themselves in a mirror mm-hmm. or another or other reflective surface and realizing after a certain amount of life experience, they all have the answers to every question within them somehow? Yeah, because that's kind of like the symbolism of a mirror anyway. Right. Is it's showing you um, an enlightenment yeah. that you might eventually have if you... When you're Get younger, wise. It, it shows. Get older it, and wiser, yeah. Right. When you're younger, it shows the shell of someone that you want to be. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful hair, you mm-hmm. know, makeup, whatever. When you're older, it's a little more uh, telling, a little more accurate, and you're a little, you're a little less uh, judgmental of yourself, hopefully, as you age. And yes. You get older. And I think when you get a little older, you get a little bit better at separating your conscious self and your subconscious self. Yeah. You know, that those are. They're often in conflict with one another. Yeah. And and that kind of is what a mirror represents, too, I mm-hmm. think, is those two – something in between those two things, and conscious many, and subconscious. Many cultures uh, have different superstitions about mirrors, Oh, I believe. Such as? So, some cultures um, do not want to, you to capture, or capture the reflection in a mirror. 
Um, like vampire culture? Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's vampire culture. Some ancient cultures believe that mirrors reflect the shadow soul, the true nature of the person being reflected. Oh, okay. This could have been the origin <clears throat> of vampires and demons not having right. the reflections. Hmm. Um, and, you know, they say, I, I don't know why so many cultures believe that if you break a mirror, it's not yeah. a good thing. Yeah, saving Maybe it's because you just probably end up cutting yourself when you try to sweep it up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a bad luck. Yeah. Uh, seven just, years is a lot of bad luck. You're literally going to scar yourself probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's a, that is a lot of bad luck. But the words in this in this uh, poem, mm-hmm. uh, I like the way they balance, searching, finding, knowing completely, stray, abandoned. Mirror, soul, giving, gratitude, feeling, less alone. Yeah. It, I, I like the juxtaposition, the balance of those. That's nice, all yeah. those different um, contrasts. Yeah. And even, you know, you, you mentioned before you even read it that you said it, it was benign. And, and I didn't mean that in a bad way. Well, no, I know what you mean because this is not um, – Darla Wright had – has obviously written some really good poetry, and I remember she won one of our contest awards. This this is not a great poem, and I'm sure she would acknowledge that too. It's impromptu, and um, it's it's pretty abstract, mm-hmm. but it does have all those words that you mentioned, and all the we do have imagery, we do get an experience from the poem, and it makes us think, and it raises questions, and I think every poem asks a question, mm-hmm. or every good poem asks a question. Asks a question, and it helps you to ponder to think to mm-hmm. a ponderation to ponderation i like ponderations yeah I, I, that's where hassan yeah little little joe lived <laughs> out there with the, with the horses but the yeah. mystery in it is what i really enjoy too like i said of, of what are the things who is the you what is the this at the end for this i give gratitude is the this everything she said that uh, awareness yeah i took i took this to mean the discovery of kinship with someone else mm-hmm and uh, um, apparently discovery of kinship. Ooh. Yeah, you know, you, when you find out, hey, classy, you, you think, uh, you think just like I do. Yeah. You know, you the, you you thought of this as well. Yes. And uh, we we it's nice to have that uh, connection. And I was wondering if the things she found, treasures, whatever they might be, jewels or little pieces of locket or something, or clipped hair from a a, a, a child. It or was just some, somebody else's poem. Maybe. Someone else's poem. Yeah. Uh, it was something she would have stashed away. Mm-hmm. Or whether it was things she stashed away and rediscovered. Mm-hmm. I said, I remember this. I stashed this away. This was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I'm rediscovering them and and we're, reflection, we're reflecting each other. Yeah. And uh, witnessing that experience. That's a word in this poem I really like, witness. Witness. In fact, the middle there, there's three words that really jump out at me witness the stray the abandoned that i like that as well yeah can you witness the stray the you know the the untamed mm-hmm. the little bit lost yeah the you know the not quite confined or contained. wandering in the street stray <laughs> the word stray St- comes from the same root as street street yeah, okay so it means like being in the street being in the street wandering searching street people homeless mm-hmm. yeah. yeah stray absolutely stray dogs in stray the street mm-hmm. i thought of the I had a little bit of a, not a poem, but you know, you know what a stray dog will say. A stray dog will walk up and say, "Oh, I'll adopt you. I'll adopt you. Yeah, I'll adopt you. I'll adopt you. Adopt me." Now, a stray cat comes over and says, "Like, hmm, 
I guess I guess you'll do for now. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm not quite sure you're not, worthy. If you, if you feed me, I shall give you some attention for a while, and we'll, th- we'll think about it. It, it you depends know. on the food that you're giving me. <laughs> Is it dry or wet? Is it, did you Did the little black cat ever adopt you? Yes, so, yes, I have a little black cat on my so porch. So you have a you have a now a non non stray. Well, it's not quite not, though. Okay, stray ish. Because every time I open the door, he still goes. Oh. A little bit. Yeah. But he doesn't run away. Yeah. And I give him food. So he, but he chast- won't let me touch him. Yeah. I shall chastise you for opening the door, but you may feed me. <laughs> Prove my point. <laughs> it's been it's been over a month, so yeah. we'll see how long it takes. Well, this is taking a long time to get acquainted. I know. Yeah. I know. It'll be worth it. He'll 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 wrap a little tail around your heart. Whatever you say, <laughs> or bite me, or bite you as they do, <laughs> right? I did look up on. Um, <clears throat> I, I did ask my boyfriend the online etymology, etymology oh, yeah. dictionary oh, yeah. about the word stray, and I liked that the figurative sense of it in the original meant to wander from the path of rectitude. Rectitude. Wander from the path of rectitude. That sounds like it's serious infraction. You have wandered <laughs> from the path biblical, of rectitude, <laughs> and you shall be, you know, reprimanded. <laughs> but yeah, it do, it does refer to to street. Straight and, street. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and street, I found this interesting too. It's one of the few words in use uh, in England continuously for moment times. Very very old word. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Street. And it was different. A street in Roman times, it was different. Like in the Middle Ages, a road um, was a direction in which people rode or they went. But the street was reserved for a really a made road, you know, something mm-hmm. that was really made for people to travel on. Bricks or tiles or pavers or some sort of a fancy Stones. carriage, chariot-worthy. Chariot-worthy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Person of the street yeah. is an ordinary person, non-expert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer to be able to to roam and to not be confined. Some people, I I, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's, I just have heard some people do not like to be confined. Prefer the open. And you know what? Of. That goes with the the other word I really liked, abandoned. Abandoned. Because etymology, the word uh, means to put something under someone else's control. And or just to be unrestricted. Unrestricted, abandoned. Yeah. 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 It uh, didn't have a necessarily negative sense. Negative or forlorn. When at I think first. when I think of abandoned, I don't know why I think of orphan or a dog oh, that's yeah. by the side of the road that yeah, lost. A stray. You know, stray. <laughs> dumped. <laughs> you know. I go to the I go to the automatically the Yeah, sad negative. Oh well, I do too. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of our, our the way our mind works. Mm-hmm. But um, mirror, the other word was witness that I really liked too in that little segment. Witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, uh, very very uh, image evoking. And what about mirror and soul? You know, those are very often combined together. Like I, yeah, and, like I was thinking, it is subconscious and conscious. And when you're looking in the mirror. Yeah. Look in the mirror, and this is this is what people see. It's the border between. But when you those. live when you live yeah. behind your skin, you don't. Oftentimes, you like. Well, you see. I like what, to live in front of my skin. I, really, I understand. Bill. I do understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like, I see you, but I don't. I don't know what your uh, thoughts and your feelings and your emotions are behind that skin. Yeah. Uh, the mirror. All the, that's all the mirror shows. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
maybe superficial, I don't know. That's where writing and poetry, writing and poetry digs a little deeper underneath that. Mm -hmm. It it shows a little bit more uh, of of a subconscious level of who a person is. Yes, I think. Well, and then when you when you witness, yes, you are seeing what's on the outside, but you know sometimes people don't even see that. They don't even see the the physical. They go straight to like a story that they're going to make up about you and they're not really looking at you or they're not really looking at an event. They, they just immediately start making they look, up a story. What about are they you. making up a story about? What are they, is it because of, it's about something that's going on in their personal life, not about what they're looking at. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know that's really vague, but no, no. <laughs> I, there are a lot of assumptions made by parents. A lot of people make assumptions based upon appearance before they ever, you know, whenever oh, yeah. speaks, oh, yeah. ever speaks. Sometimes when people speak, I want them to not speak anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, you know, let me just look and I think I understand, you know. Well, you know, and that mirror showing us that level of reality right in front of us, which is just the, the physical, you know, and yeah. that's so – the physical makes up so little of who we are. It really does. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why when couples last longer when they they have initial physical mirror attraction, yeah. then delve deeper and you're like, wow, I like the <laughs> thoughts, the emotions, the, the, the yeah, the uh, the intricacies of the way someone thinks and yeah. their values and I don't like the word values, but uh, <laughs> I really don't because that makes that that gives us a hierarchy. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because and then people say things like family values and traditional <sighs> values, and those are just nonsense terms. Yeah. So it's kind of value like, is a value. A value is a value. It's kind of it's kind of like I don't like the signs and pillows that say gather, because it reminds me of like well geese gather, <laughs> you know crows gather, zebras gather, you know gather. No, no, let's. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. But, you know, the pillow that I like to said, I'm as happy as a bird with a French fry. Now, I can identify with that. <laughs> yeah, I want to be that happy. <laughs> so we got some words we like. And I do really think the main symbol, though, and we've been talking about it, too, is the mirror. Um, and I, the most famous mirror poem that pops out to me is a Sylvia Plath one. And it's called Mirror. And uh, I want to read a little bit about it. I am silver and exact. I have no preconceptions. Whatever I see, I swallow immediately, just as it is, unmisted by love or dislike. I am not cruel, only truthful. The eye of a little god, four-cornered. Most of the time, I meditate on the opposite wall. It is pink with speckles. I have looked at it so long, I think it's part of my heart. But it flickers. Faces and darkness separate us over and over. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. I have no preconceptions. Whatever I see, I swallow immediately. Yeah. I'm Pe- not cruel, only truthful. Pink and speckled. Lucite. <laughs> I beg immediately. to differ. I beg to differ. I think there's certain mirrors in public places that are cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full-length mirrors in bathrooms. Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> right. I had to hold up my clock to a mirror the other day, Bill. Oh my! You never do that. It was time. For reflection. Time for refle- did you have reflection time? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, nothing like a little reflective time. Time to reflect. <clears throat> the rearview mirror fell out of my car a couple of months ago, and I've never replaced it. Epoxy. No. No. No, I haven't looked back since. <laughs> <laughs> no need. No need. 
Yeah. Nothing like following a very serious Sylvia Plath poem <laughs> with, <laughs> about with, mirrors, uh, with jokes about Sylvia mirrors. <laughs> Didn't Gwyneth Paltrow play Sylvia in a movie? Probably. Yeah. I probably haven't watched it. I thought about Sylvia Plath when we were in New York, though, because we went over to Saranac Lake, which I'd never been Ooh. To. It sounds it like a very New York lake. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a place where there were all these tuberculosis sanatoriums Ooh. back in the day. Yeah. And she had a boyfriend in college who was recuperating at one of them in 1952. And she went to see him and then went skiing and broke her leg. Oh, my. So, oh, my. Yeah. In Lake Saranac, New York, Sylvia Plath is famous for having broken her leg on Mount Pisgah. I'll be darned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a pleasant memory. Did no, you? and when she wrote her kind of semi-autobiographical novel, The Bell Jar, that yeah. she's really famous for outside the poetry, she included that incident in there and yeah. changed it up Did a you bit. get to hear any loons? Did you see loons? We did, yes. That's one of my things. Mm-hmm. I want to hear loons on a northern lake. Yes. That's on my list. We were on Lake Champlain. It was just lake beautiful. Lake Champlain, oh man. Beautiful cool lake. Yeah. grays and blues and breezes. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, Bill, do you know what the avocado said to itself in the mirror? It said, I think you're the pits. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you are fat. You're fat. But you're good fat. You're good fat. You're good fat. <laughs> I'm pet, you know, not a bad fat. <laughs> you're HDL. I got, okay. I got one more. Okay. <laughs> this one's Hang a little on, bit folks. longer. Hang on. Right, this Uh-oh. one's a little bit longer. Oh, I love, I love the long jokes. Okay. When Patrick Stewart. Huh? Oh, was a Make small so. bo- yeah he was a small boy did you know that he had a third ear growing out of his forehead uh that's a klingon yeah. thing no. uh, well it was a very very rare condition, rare condition. Oh, and captain's no matter and to make things worse no matter how many surgeries he had it always grew back captain picard and so finally his parents you know they did some research and they found this surgeon in manchester manchester uh. england <laughs> who said that not only could he remove that, that ear on his forehead permanently but if he used a proprietary skin grafting technique it would leave very little little scarring behind. Interesting. I'm not done with the joke yet. <laughs> I'm trying to maintain composure. <laughs> so they went to Manchester to get him prepped for the surgery, but just before the surgery, Patrick Stewart took one last look into a mirror. There's the mirror part. Mm-hmm. And he bid a fond farewell to his final front ear. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got to memorize that, folks, without, without, without reading. <laughs> Was all that work? To go where no man has gone before, <laughs> to hear where no man has heard before, in the middle of your forehead. Make it so. Number one. Final front ear. Final front ear. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that that's my my famous joke. Similarly, which I, I need to copyright. You know what did uh, Van Gogh send in the note to his mistress on on January first, along with a token. Happy New Year. <laughs> People look at me and they just roll their eyes. I'm like, that's a money-making joke. You know, dodge the tomatoes and you're going to make some money. I bet we have some listeners right now rolling. Oh, you know it. Roll, I was going to say rolling their rolling ears. Rolling on the river. Rolling, rolling other things in the ears and eyes. Yeah. I knew someone who if could you roll. You got to roll it. I actually knew someone who could roll his ears. Oh, wow. 
That's a talent. It was a talent. Yeah. Just think about that. Can you make your ears move? I cannot, but I've seen people. There are do some something. people who can make. Yeah, and he could actually make them roll forward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's kind of funny. I just rub my eyes and now I'm seeing stars Uh-oh. everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. rub your eyes, see stars, roll your ears, and but you know, can you imagine if you if he was sitting across from you, said I'm going to pay attention to you, and he's go, he goes, and you're just like you run screaming from the room. <laughs> Nobody can see what you were just doing. Bill. I rolled my, I pretended my ears were rolling forward. I, I forget. Sean always reminds me I'm gesturing. <laughs> One of these days, uh, when we both have our hair combed, yeah, and we have a decent phone that could video us maybe maybe we'll do a video sure yeah yeah i don't know if anybody's asking for that well right <laughs> but you know there, there might be people wondering what, what, what this with, mysterious process is and where we are but it might what, help because you talk with your hands drinking. so much bill it might help them to understand i'm a handsy kind of guy yeah yeah, yeah. and am. yeah i've been very secret secretively drinking here so we didn't even, <laughs> we didn't even tell them no. <laughs> that we're having a, a very sweet morning wine yeah just you know for, uh, toasting the weekend coming up yeah Late June weekend. Yes. Thank you, Darla Bennett, for this poem that you left in the secret corner maybe eight or so years ago. Yeah. If by I'm, off I'm chance, glad the mice didn't eat I it. I am too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has recirculated upward. Mm-hmm. And if, if in the off chance that she's listening or any of these people that wrote these poems are listening, we'd love to hear from <laughs> Are any of y'all listening? Are, is anyone out there? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. No. Hello. It's a brand. It's a brave new frontier out there. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Wacky your life. Thank Wacky you all. Life. Thank you yeah. all for being here. Yeah. We appreciate you. Yeah, we do. Thanks for listening. Bye, folks.